your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, how's everybody doing? Locked On Browns, episode 132. A uh, bit of fun day. Uh, you know, when you're 0-13, you know, hey, things can't possibly get worse for the Cleveland Browns. And then you have your new GM who's been on the job for about seven, eight days. Completely just, you know, basically take a whiz on the past two draft classes. Take a whiz all over the former GM, uh, blasting away in the fact that they haven't acquired any real players. Um, I'm, you know, I've been following the draft for a long time, so I'm going to need a definition as to what real actually means. So it's going to be an interesting phase there. Um, not really the best way to go and do yourself to the players that are currently in the locker room in Cleveland. But, uh, you know, hey, John Dorsey, rock out. And, again, let's everybody keep ignoring the fact that we're looking at a head coach who is staring a record of 1-31 in in the face. But, you know, hey, fire everybody, blame everybody else. It certainly can't be Hugh Jackson's fault. Uh, Joining me here this evening, uh, you know, scooping around and, uh, you know, need some Ravens people. And, you know, absolute Twitter favorite of mine. uh, Does some work over with the Ravens wire. At Lindsay OK. Uh, Lindsay coming in here tonight. First off, Lindsay, how is everything? How are you doing? I'm good. I've been sick for the past, like, probably since sat- like Saturday night, I think I started to get it, but I'm starting to feel better now, so that's good. So I apologize to everyone if I sound like Lindsay Lohan, or if I sound <laughs> like a man, but, you know, I'm working through it, I'm powering through, so. Look, everybody, I mean, we can just, you know, <laughs> if, if, if I have my way about it, let's just abort winter altogether. Uh, you yes. people out on the West Coast, you guys absolutely have the right idea. God bless you. One of these days, maybe I'll make my way out there. Although those wildfires don't look too appealing. <laughs> Lindsay, uh, I got to be honest with you, and you know, I, I know you have a lot of fun, you know, I, you know, t- talking about the Ravens, you know, and and there's a lot of jokes, but we're looking at a team here that I, I, I don't see is very good or any good, and yet they're seven and six and staring a wild card right in the face. H- how is this happening? I honestly don't know because if anybody's followed me on Twitter, like. Um like the end of September, October, like I was ready to like look forward to next year. Um, I, I, I honestly don't have an answer for it. Um, I think the defense has been playing well, but they're also very inconsistent and the offense, like, I don't even, the past like couple (laughs) games, like (laughs) the past few games or the past like handful of games, probably like the past two, I'd say have been going pretty well, but they're still not up to standard NFL standards, if that makes any sense. Um, but the fr- throughout the first, like, half of the season, I'd say I was, like, it was like a funeral watching this offense. So I honestly don't have an answer for that. I really don't know. Um, maybe they have, like, some sort of magical powers that I don't, that I don't know about. I, I really don't have an answer for that. Well, similar to the, uh, you know, Jeremy Curley and the ghost that may have put PEDs in his system. So, you know, there's a lot of that going around the NFL right now. Uh, yes. One bright spot on the offense, and I, I got to be honest, I was looking at this team statistically, and I mean, you know, it was just given off the, you know, the look of a, with do- of a, you know, a dog with fleas. But Alex Collins was a guy I loved during the draft process at Arkansas, you know, got drafted to Seattle. And at the time, it was a bad spot. They were way deep at running back. Uh, the way it worked out, he ended up being the odd guy out. Uh, I'm sure Seattle would love to have him right now. But uh, Alex Collins is in Baltimore, and he's on pace for a 1,000-yard season. Yeah, um, I had actually never heard of him before, before he came here. Um, and, like, you know me, like, I follow football and everything. But, like, like I don't really follow the Seahawks 
I mean, I do, but I had never heard of this guy before. And he came in and I was like, okay, you know, it can't hurt. You know, Terrence West had some injuries going on. And then Buck Allen's kind of like an inconsistent guy. And then Danny Woodhead got hurt. And that was when Alex Collins came in. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, already, I was like, this this offense is already going down the drain. So it can't hurt. And then he came out like very surprising and he's probably the brightest spot on offense so far so I mean that's great he's honestly besides um the few connections from like Flacco to Mike Wallace he's really the only thing they have going on offense at this point and he's doing a great job of it so you can't really doubt him for that um now the wide receiver core I know you've had you know you're fun with those jokes and (laughs) I gotta be honest when I really looked at it, 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 it 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 was it's as bad as you make it out to be uh, you almost you want to talk about it, you know, maybe uh, you know, it's weird when you say you look at an NFL roster and say, oh, well, that position, you know what, just scrap everybody and start from square one. Um, and it's weird because Mike Wallace and Flacco should, you know, kind of gel because, you know, the, if one thing, Joe's got a good deep arm and that's my, always been Mike Wallace's forte. But, uh, you know, your jokes about maybe cracking that five probably aren't too far off. So give me a couple words about this. And it's just it's just a bad, bad group of guys. It is. I mean, if you look at the roster, like Mike Wallace is probably the only one that you would find starting on any other NFL roster. Um, And he's probably like a number two tops. Um, But you've got Brashad Perriman, who is sitting right now, and he should have sat like six weeks ago after that third interception off his hands. Um, Michael Campanero should have been cut three years ago. Um, you know, like these guys are just like half of these guys you haven't even heard of. Like if you're, if you're not following Baltimore football or if you're not researching the team for like your next game, you've never heard of these guys before. And I think it's definitely telling for the Ravens that, I mean, they didn't take any, they didn't take any offensive players in the draft and they're wondering why they can't score touchdowns. And I think that's just like absurd. It's absurd to me that they pay their quarterback this much money and get guys like, I mean, Steve Smith ended up being great. But really, if you look at it, Derek Mason was the their best receiver that Flacco's ever had. And that's really sad, <laughs> yeah, <he kinda laughs> to is. put it lightly. <laughs> yeah, and the thing with Prashad Perriman, it's actually funny, because uh, he came out of nowhere during the draft process to end up being a number one pick. Uh, he wasn't even playing full-time at UCF at the time he was there. Um, and now his father was, you know, his father you know, was an NFL journeyman. And I remember looking up during the draft process and like people are going to spend a first round pick on him. His father was like a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick way back in the day. And his father ended up with like 500 career receptions. And he had like some pretty solid stats. Mm-hmm. And I remember putting it up the pole and it was like, okay, you're going to spend a first round pick. Is he going to beat his father's stats? And it was like 100% yes. And unless right now Brashard Perriman plays for 25 years, he's not going to come close to what his father did statistically as an NFL player. And the saddest part is he's going to make about 20 million more. So right. it just goes just goes to show the way the game uh, you know, works and how crazy it is. And, you know, look, I mean, you, you mess up on a draft pick, it's going to cost you, and it's going to cost you for more than one year. Guys, the Thursday edition of Locked on Browns is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Guys, it's the holiday season. Look, anybody's always looking for a couple extra bucks. Uh, MyBookie.ag, I do use them. Uh, they're, the best thing about them is they're quick, they're reputable. You know, you make your bets. If you win, you get paid right away. Uh, you, you don't, you know, don't take my word for it. Go ahead, research them. There's a reason all these podcasts are, uh, you know, are in partnership with MyBookie.ag. We're not going to feed you a product that's not going to work out for you. I'm not going to, you know, sell you, you know, basically a lemon. MyBookie, MyBookie.ag has got you covered. 
Uh, use the promo code locked on. Uh, any money you deposit into your account, they're going to match it at 50%. So you want to go ahead and throw 50 bucks in. You got 75, 100, you got 150. Uh, in the last three weeks, you know, I, a lot of people don't like to bet these weeks. These are the weeks I like. If you do not know these NFL teams by now, and look, there's a lot of teams just out there putting out duds of lineups right now. There's some easy cash to be won. So go ahead, sign up with mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Use that promo code I gave you locked on. And go ahead, guys, start game, uh, playing away. Remember, we got a you know Thursday night game this week. We got two Saturday games. So a chance, you know, for you to have a little action going on throughout the weekend. Uh, Lindsay, now you brought up uh, the defense. Obviously, has been the strong point to this point. Uh, you know, mixture of some young players. He still got uh, Suggs out there. I mean, who you know, God darn it. I mean, I mean, he feels like he's almost my age, but he's still out there performing at a pretty decent level. So, give me some thoughts on these guys. Um, definitely, they're they're definitely the bright spot of the of the team. I don't think they would be seven and six without the defense. Um, C.J. Mosley's pr- played great, like you said. Charles Suggs is playing like he's twenty five years old. Um, and he's probably he's probably playing his last year as a Raven, so he's kind of making that statement like, "Oh, I still have it in case somebody wants to pay me the big bucks for my last, you know, one or two years in the league." Um, and then you've got young guys like Matt Judon has been a great spot. Um, Michael Pierce has been great, and then obviously Brandon Williams has been great. Um, so yeah, you've got a lot of those guys working together, and the secondary has been fantastic as well. Marlon Humphrey's playing great. Um, obviously, with the the injury to Jimmy Smith, that obviously hurts you. But more than ever, I think they're they're ready to withstand that injury, and I think they can punch through with all the depth they have there. So. Okay, now um, now Tony Jefferson, uh, now how has he looked? Obviously, he was signed to a big deal, came down to Baltimore. How has he been doing? Um, he started off really slow. I think he has – I can't pull it up right now, but um, I think he has maybe one or two interceptions so far. I might be wrong, but he started off really slow, and everybody kind of you know claimed that he had lost a step. But it seems that he's he's catching on now, and he's kind of getting into the groove with the rest of the secondary. So hopefully he can keep that up. Uh, now, you know, his thoughts as far as, you know, Cleveland Sunday, look, you know, 0-13, I got to think maybe Cleveland's going to catch somebody sleeping. They almost had Green Bay caught sleeping, and Deshaun Kaiser just threw an interception that, you know, you, you would yell at a seventh grader for throwing. Uh, are you guys you, you confident in this victory? Obviously, as you're moving towards, you know, a wild card, this is not the week to be spitting the bit. Yes. Um, obviously, like, Baltimore needs to win as much as they possibly can. Um, but I am <laughs> honestly not counting out them losing this week just because I'm ready for them to disappoint me like that. Um, if you remember, I think it was the Miami game. They lost to the 0-13 Miami, the Dolphins, um, almost to the date that they're playing the Browns on, um, on Sunday. So you obviously can't count that out. I, and honestly, if this is the team that's going to disappoint me in that way, then it's going to be that. So. I can understand. I can understand. <laughs> uh, now, Lindsay, now look, I've got two daughters, uh, 11 and almost 10. I tried to tell them, look, you can do anything you want to do in life. It doesn't matter. There's no difference between being a boy and a girl. Now, here you are, you know, a woman. And I, I look, you're not the only one, but this is a male, you know, dominated field. And I know you deal with a lot of BS, I, you know, and at times, you know, I do chime in because I don't, I, I don't. You know, I see things there that just get out of hand. And like the Matt Ryan tweets, look, I mean, if you can't understand that some stuff is just a joke and you're having a little fun. But, you know, how do you deal with it? Because, look, at, and there's times where it gets, you know, way, way too far. Yeah, um, obviously it's tough. I mean, it's easy to tell 
like a woman like oh you're you're um you're in sports you obviously have like slept your way to the top or whatever but I mean I actually worked for it really hard I started as an intern and worked my way up I interned for Ed Reed in 2012 and that's how I really got my start in it um and I've just networked and done it all organically and have done it all myself so it's kind of an insult to hear that um even though I'm I'm not gonna say this like in a negative light, but I'm sure there have been some women who have slept their way to the top and, but that's not me. And, um, it's kind of a really offensive thing to hear because I have worked so hard and I've done it all myself. Um, but it does get hard to hear some of the things that people say. Um, I'm sure you've seen them, but you know, I, I like to keep my personal life private, but when some people bring like my family into it and stuff like that, like that does upset me and I wish it would stop. But unfortunately some people just aren't, don't have a conscience and I really can't tell them what to do. So, um, I just have to keep remembering that I actually do know what I'm talking about regardless of what they say and that I'm actually good at my job because I know a lot of people believe that also. And I always tell myself for every like one hater I have, I have like 10 people who actually like me. And I understand that not everybody's going to like me. I understand not everybody's going to agree with me, but there are those good people out there. So that's what I tell myself. (laughs) I hear you. Now, and now one thing now, and you know, as open as you are about, you know, obviously what you went with with your brother, I have an older, I have an older brother myself and you know, he, it's a constant struggle for him. Uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's it's addiction, whether it's alcohol, whether it's other forms of addiction, it's something we go through and I've still gone through. I've gone through this for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when someone like you and someone like me, we talk about it, the only reason we bring it up is, you know, basically to, you know, put some light on it. So for those people who are looking for help or, or think they need to get it and then have somebody come back and use it in a negative light, it's, it, I mean, it's just a shitty experience. There's just no way around it, you know, because... It, we're not winning anything by telling people about the things we've been through. There's no winning there. It's, right. it's to try to understand and l- let people know, look, we understand what you're going through. So, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it, it kind of just really chaps my ass. So, but uh, as far as now, I mean, you get it from both angles. Now, what is the lore for you here? Uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, you've spoken many times, you know, obviously, you know, you grew up, you know, a dancer, this, that, and the other thing. Was football a sport you always admired, or was it sports in general? You know, how did you end up getting here? So my dad was actually a soccer player, um, okay. and my mom was a dance teacher, and I was I obviously I sucked at soccer. <laughs> I was horrible at soccer. My dad tried to put me and my brother into like soccer, um, soccer practice and all that, and I sucked at it. I was the worst. I was not an athlete growing up. Um, but I did I did the ballet thing. I did it like most of my my most of my life. Um, and my dad is actually a Cowboys fan, like still to this day. Um, and I just have, I just started getting into it after I was done dance and it just went from there. It started as more of like a social thing when like our, my friends and I would get together and like watch the games. And then I actually started to get really into it and, um, ended up, you know, doing this. So I think it's a pretty cool story. Absolutely. I mean, you, look, the one thing the one thing you got to do is you have to find something of enjoyment in your life. Right. And for me now, I you know, this 14, 15, this was a big part of my life doing the podcast and stuff like that. You know, my, my father-in-law got extremely sick. You know, my wife pretty much had to tend to him daily. So, you know, the things I wanted to do had to take a backseat for the things I had to do. But 
the fire was there. And, you know, once this opportunity came and even with, you know, you know, here was an opportunity for me and a guy in Jersey, you know, locked on Browns. But it was just a complete fresh start. It was something new all around, you know, basically a way to, you know, get the juices flowing. And this is, you know, how all of us do this. I mean, look, I mean, it, it, the money, the money's not fantastic. The money's not great. We're doing no. this more because it's something that at the end of the day we enjoy doing. And you got to find, you know, that ground there that keeps you level by doing something you enjoy. Right. Now, Lindsay, if you could do more, what would you look to do? What would you want to do? I don't know. I haven't really thought about that before. I'm kind of I'm kind of one of those people that lives life in the present, I guess. I mean, I always okay. plan for the future and I always like I'm one of those people that has to have a planner, like I have to know what I'm doing like tomorrow. Um, but I as far as career-wise, I'm just kind of seeing where it takes me. I mean, I don't really have any aspirations to be like um, somebody told me that I could be the next Aaron Andrews and I that's not really what I want to be. I don't really want to be someone else. I kind of want to just be myself and wherever like being myself takes me that I'm fine with that. So I like that. So, I mean, <laughs> and that's it. I mean, and look, it's, you know, I think, you know, especially with the way the world is today and, you know, especially here in America, I think the best thing to do and, and everybody is so worried about everything. Look, just, just, just get to tomorrow. That's all right. you can really do right now is just <laughs> right. get to tomorrow. Um, give me a score prediction before we let you go here, Lindsay, on Sunday. Oh, you boy. Um, God, this is the first time I've been asked a score prediction. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say 20 to 10 Ravens. I, I, I don't have any confidence in the, in the Browns' defense right now. I don't think they're going to win, and I do think Josh Gordon you know, accumulates some things. So I, I think more, uh, maybe I'm going to say like 27-17, just because I okay. don't have any confidence in, in in the Browns' defense right now. So I think the Ravens will score a little bit more. Uh, they've lost Emmanuel Ogbaugh. They've lost uh, Jamie Collins. They've lost from the key cogs on defense. So you know, I, I figure, you know, I'm with you on the 10-point loss. I think, you know, Baltimore's yeah. going to get a little more. Uh, you know, weather, you know, obviously always a factor this time of year. Uh, but, Lindsay, thanks so much. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yep. Uh, guys, make sure you're following uh, at Lindsay. Okay, I'm sure most of you are already. As you know, Lindsay's you know closing on the 11k. Guys, don't be a creep because uh, you know, all all of Lindsay's big brothers are going to come out and come find you. Uh, but guys, thanks so much. Locked on Browns. Follow me at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Keep following the uh, Locked on Browns Twitter account, uh, guys. The best way for you to get in touch with me and give me ideas and things you want to hear is to through that. Uh, you don't want to really go so much to my personal Twitter page. It's it's a mess over there. Uh, but guys, uh, appreciate you all so much. Uh, Lindsay, thanks so much for your time. Uh, we'll Thank have you. This tom tomorrow morning by 9am. Good night, everybody. And let's go Browns. All right.